Hello everyone and welcome to episode 452 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the super big crew this week. We are out at MagicCon Vegas and we got the whole Goldfish crew here to talk about our MagicCon Vegas experience. So we are joined by Tomer, probably better known as Budget Commander. We have unbanned you from the podcast, Tomer. We have, we've had some past, yeah. Oh, Past okay. Vegas experiences, we're going to do some bleeping, but uh, good to have you back, Tom. I'm excited to be unbanned, and it's so weird to like turn to you and then see your face. I know, of, isn't that like, weird? It's kind of creepy, right? It's yeah. kind of creepy. I can't talk about Phyrexian Arena, or I'll do actual just <laughs> Over here we have Phil, Oy-oh. probably better known as Brewer's Kitchen. How are you, Phil? Oh, very good. This is like the best week of the year, and... Too bad it's already almost over. <laughs> uh, yes, this is Sunday nights. This is after the con, but we'll get into that in a minute. In the back row, we have the owner of MTU Pitch, Richard. What's How up, are you today, Seth? Richard? Uh, doing father. well, doing well. Crazy weekend, amazing weekend. So uh, happy to be podcasting with all of you live. And then, of course, Krim, who is actually in his element today because it's like eight o'clock at night instead of one in the afternoon, which is Krim morning time. How are you today, Krim? I'm great. First off, since it's not nine in the morning, you're gonna only you're only gonna hear wisdom from me. That's all. That's all there is. Because now I'm actually awake. This is really cool. So we're gonna spend pretty much our whole cast today talking about Vegas, Magic Con, stuff we saw at the con, cool plays, cool decks, all that kind of stuff. But before we get into it, a reminder that today's show is brought to you by Card Conduit, and Card Conduit's the easiest way to sell your Magic cards. And if you ever get tired of all the hassles that go into buy listing your cards. Card Conduit lets you skip them with their curated service. You can send in as many cards as you want with a buy list value of a dollar or more and pay just a 5% service fee. And if you want to do a bit of work on your end, you can use the sorted service and list and sort your cards in advance and pay just a 2% fee. And either way, you're going to get a detailed report with their results and a fast payment once the order is processed. And you even get another 10% off if you head over to cardconduit.com slash mtggoldfish. Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. And let's talk some magic and let's start by kind of setting the stage so we spent this whole weekend playing a lot of magic at magic con vegas and one of the first things i noticed jamming like i don't know i probably got in like 15 20 games this weekend some huge amount over the last three days but i found the meta was like a lot different than the meta on commander clash that i'm used to how would you guys describe the magic con vegas or magic con meta what's what's different between it and what we normally play i would say it's a lot more powerful than you think it was. I saw a lot of Jeweled Lotus. I saw a lot of Ancient Tombs. Uh, I saw a lot of Cradles, Gaia's Cradle. I saw a lot oh, yeah. of original Dual Lands. Oh, yeah. Uh, so people blinged out their decks. I saw a lot of Dockside Extortionists, uh, Smothering Tide. There's not something to apologize about. Uh, so people like to play high powered cards. Uh, and, you know, the decks weren't necessarily high powered. It may have been Jeweled Lotus and the jankiest deck you've ever seen. But people are definitely playing with like expensive staples, which. We thought would be more uncommon, but there was a lot of it. I mean, we banned like all the things that we would normally see, right? Yeah. yeah. So, of course, it's going to be a shock when we see these things. Uh, I didn't see a Jeweled Lotus, but I definitely saw a lot of Smothering Tides. I saw one Risk Study, and I felt bad about it because we all agreed not to just pay the one, so they didn't draw a single card off it. And they were also being targeted because they were, you know, had the Risk Study on board, and they didn't really feel good about it. So I had to like take it out, not because I needed to take it out, but just so the person would not feel so bad and we wouldn't have to target them anymore. <laughs> Why would they feel bad? They yeah, have a mystic study. study. I know, but they didn't have it anymore, so then they could be left alone. <laughs> but they were like, "Why are you targeting me? I'm not even drawing cards off it." I was like, "Okay, well, I'm paying one extra each time, you know." <laughs> what uh, What about you, Phil? You play a lot of Commander on Commander Clash in Germany. Is the the meta here a lot different at the Magic Con? Oh, here than in Germany, I actually hmm. So I didn't get board wiped. I think that the biggest one is people don't play too many board wipes. Like the game doesn't get reset as much. I don't see any difference between a German or an American meta. Everybody got duels though. I don't know how they do it. They are on the reserve list. Somehow all the duels are here, I, I guess. Yeah, that was actually the biggest thing I noticed too. I think I played at least 15 games, maybe 20 games this weekend, a lot of commander games. I'm pretty sure there was like two wraths and one, it was like a Star of Extinction and a Blasphemous Act or something. Didn't see a Damnation Wrath of God. Like 
the meta, that was the biggest shock to me is like people just build up big boards and like do their thing. And it wasn't constantly being reset and wrath and having to start over, which was just like, and maybe it was just like the games I happened to play. So maybe that's not the meta as a whole, but that was the biggest difference. I also noticed a lot of expensive cards, which surprised me a lot of like people playing Gaia's Cradles, even in their like kind of not super competitive decks, but just like random $800 cards in my like somewhat casual deck, which I was kind of surprised. And they weren't even proxies. That was the other thing I noticed. Like I ran into some people who were like super proxy, like all my decks are proxies. That's all I got. But then really in general, I didn't play against many proxies at all. I played against a lot of people playing really expensive real cards, which also I thought there would be more proxies uh, at Magic Con Vegas. Did any of you notice that? Like what was the proxy level like in your games? Because I was actually expecting more proxies. I had a proxy deck, so <laughs> one of my decks are just proxied at Salentia because I'm still building it. But yeah, I didn't see that many proxies. And I think also it feels like the people who are showing up to the Magicons uh, and paying a little bit extra to show up and everything, they probably are more invested. So they have like more expensive decks. Like it definitely seemed like people were building out a lot more than like when I go to a game store because I go like pretty regularly and the decks were definitely more casual at the game store and less pricey, I would say. And this one was definitely blinged out. I saw very few proxies, uh, like the duels, the the cradles, the mana crypts. Those are all real. Uh, so, Oof. and like Seth said, a lot of them were just not like just random janky decks that people yeah. just put them in. So it was kind of interesting to see that. But there were some proxy players, and some people like apologized profusely for yeah. the proxies. Other people <laughs> were like didn't even care or mention. Like no one seemed to care or worry about it at all. And of course, if you played CDH, you know they had big signs, proxies, no problem, right? Like so. In general, no one really cared. Yeah, you saw somebody who had a, a crazy amount of galaxy foils. So his whole land base was just <laughs> blinged out no, universe style. Amazing to look at. I, I love uh, different artworks and or like special versions. And man, they was like going to the museum. Every land they played was just, whoa, I gotta check this out. Amazing, yeah. Whenever I saw a Blink deck, it was I always asked them, I was like, is this your baby? And always they would say, like, yes, this is my baby. I blinged it out and they wanted to show me it. That was like the main thing. It's like, I want to show you this Bling that Marwin Elf Ball deck. And it looked gorgeous. And every card was foiled in special edition. And I saw Kumano too, which was like the person said it was like over a decade old, like that they were running this this deck. So they blinged out every single card. And I was like, Yeah, that's cool. I got a question for you, Krim. People often say our, our meta may be inbred because we, you know, we, we, we play a lot with each other. We have certain tendencies. How did you do against the field? What was like your general win rate? Did you feel it was like a lot tougher, a lot easier? What were your thoughts on I mean, the meta? Anybody that asked me to play a game, they knew what was going on, right? <laughs> so like, it, it was very easy to understand that I was going to get aggro immediately, right? But I, I, uh, I felt like I played against a wide variety of things. Um, I think a lot of, I, I kind of just, I remember when I go to these events that they don't have the same ban list, so I prepare for it. So I don't definitely, I don't feel bad at all that I carned an artifact deck out, right? Like, like, yeah. um, like and that this is, this is kind of like where I, I think that, I mean, maybe, I don't know. It didn't really feel that different to me, but I guess, because like, even though we lack some of like these smothering tithes, I still saw that a lot of people were still like, you know, like we still make up for it in other ways, right? With power of like our decks. And so I think like the fact that people just played like fast mana, all that stuff, it balanced out because they played with janky decks. And I, I, I don't know. I thought it was a pretty fun weekend. I saw a lot of uh, sub proxies. I proxied random things. I proxied a random uh, Bountiful Promenade. And the three visits because I don't own green cards. Um, so I had to proxy some random cards. Uh, and yeah, like Tomer mentioned, I think everybody kind of played with their baby. I think because we're, you know, content creators, people want to show their favorite thing against yeah. you, right? So I think that I got to play against a lot of people's babies. And uh, I, I even got to play against a secret la- universes beyond uh, all, all secret universes <laughs> layer beyond deck. Jeez. And it was like hilariously fun to play against. So. Uh, yeah, I had a great time. This weekend was awesome. I got a question. Uh, how many times did you run into the same commander? Like, I ran into randomly two Chatterfang decks in a row, and otherwise it was just every time it was a different commander. It makes sense. I don't think I saw the same commander more than once. Yeah, I don't know if I did either. It was, yeah, it was very diverse what people were playing. Mm-hmm. Which is nice to see, yeah. honestly. I saw a few Bernards. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Bernard is a, a popular one, I think, this con. I have one. I, I played against one. Richard and I played against one. 
Uh, the IHOP sleeves. The IHOP sleeves there were was awesome. Our, there were these MagicCon exclusives. Uh, they sponsored, IHOP sponsored the Creator Corner. And if you signed up early, you could get these IHOP uh, Magic Yarding sleeves. So I saw somebody was running like Bernard. I think it was Chase, which was a content creator. And they were running Bernard in, in uh, IHOP sleeves, which was very cool. I, I just only sleeve my commanders in the IHOP sleeves like yeah. that. But like the one thing I loved using was IHOP also gave out one one counters. Yeah. Where the back of the one one counter is a is a pancake with butter on it. So one of the cool things that you kind of mentioned about being content creators is uh, people want to show you their cool decks. Everyone's trying to show their their babies, their coolest mm-hmm. decks. Which means we get to see some pretty cool and unique cards sometimes. So what were just like some of the coolest cards, not from your decks, but from other people's decks that you maybe hadn't seen before, hadn't seen in a long time or whatever. What were some of the coolest cards you got to play against at, uh, at MagicCon Vegas? Richard. Uh, I learned about a card called Reconnaissance. It's a one oh, mana yeah. white enchantment. You can pay zero to remove uh, a creature you control from combat. Uh, so the way you use it is you let damage apply, uh, so you can hit someone, and they can use it to give your creature pseudo vigilance, and then you can remove like your chump attackers from combat to save them. Mm-hmm. That card is cracked. We need to be playing it more. It's available on when, when damage was on the stack. Yeah. By the way, that that when that, that card, card was really out, damage was on yeah. the stack. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. that that card is really good, and you can do all kinds of like weird untapped shenanigans, and like there are a lot of like attack trigger cards where you can just attack freely into whatever you want. Uh, and only one mana and zero to activate. So Reconnaissance uh, is a card on my radar now that I'm going to try to play. I recently found this one in my bulk, luckily. It is. It only got printed once in Exodus, I think. Yeah. And it is a little pricey. Good thing I have it. I played it in the Nephilim deck, I think. When you get an attack trigger, that's one you should uh, keep an eye out for. Is he any? What's up? Oh, did I see any? So... Uh, I wish I could remember the name of it. So there was a guy who was working the event, like helping run the the PTQs. And he was like, oh, I got this Feldegrift deck. I was like, oh, that's cool. Is it a group hug deck? He was like, eh, not exactly. So he was showing me his deck, and it was like the meanest deck I've ever seen. It was like playing full-on <laughs> stasises and like the cards that you were not supposed to play. But there was one card that was really cool. It was this old enchantment that I can't remember the name of. Maybe one of you know. One of you got to help me with this. So it was like a white enchantment that said, when you play this, each you and a target opponent get to name a card, and that card can't be played. And he said, the idea is I like team up with someone else at the table, and we each name one of the other two people's commanders, and we just lock them out of playing their oh. commanders, and they, <laughs> these two can't play the commanders, and we get to play the rest of the game. Does anyone know what Don't. this... This white is a four mana white enchantment. It sounds like a Dronith Magistrate with more steps. Yeah. Don't tell the well, people. I was just trying to trouble. Oh my god. One more time. No. Oh. Uh, nah. I don't know. <laughs> so, but that was that was probably the coolest card that I got to see because I didn't even know that card existed, and now I kind of want to play it just to be super mean to people. But what about you, Tomer? What did you see that was cool or unique? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I knew I saw cool plays, but there was nothing that like stood out to me. Everything was pretty stable. Tomer's flexing. He's got wow. the biggest brain. I mean, he's right I don't know. I don't know. I already knew about all these cards. All right. yeah. <laughs> what about you, Phil? They were I got really killed. cool cards. I got killed by a very funny card, uh, and I had to pull it up because I didn't know the name. It's an infinity card called Starlight Spectacular, uh, and it's a four man enchantment that has parade! Exclamation mark! In front of each other. Yeah. yeah. So like what you do every. Every combat is you line your creatures up in a row, and the first one gets plus zero, plus zero, plus one, plus one, plus two, plus two. And they played the uh, Frodo Sam deck, so they had one ring bearer that got plus zero, plus zero, yeah. so it's still oh, that's perfect, perfect. And the rest just crushed my face. Like it, first of all, I, I thought it was an instant or something because I thought, oh, that's a massive pump. But then I died, and it stayed on the board. <laughs> and uh, that might be actually. Very good. And it's easier to resolve than Cathar's Crusade. So that it's legal in Legacy and Commander. How, and How it's very good with Ring Bearer. It's like it's four cool. mana? Hmm? Four mana. Four two white okay. and two, two so colorless. It's a little, little cheaper than Cathar's Crusade. Yeah, uh, I knew what tech. it was, but it was very cool. It's also very funny. Like, it, it literally says Parade! Exclamation <laughs> mark as the ability. Ah, unsets. Yeah. What, a, what about you, Graham? You see anything cool? Different? I saw a lot of cool decks, a lot of cool cards. Uh, I mean, cool lines, but like the cards for the most part, uh, yeah, I had seen most of the, the cards as well. But but uh, but yeah, like I 
I thought yeah. it was like like some of the decks, the themes I got paired against were really yeah, cool. Yeah, oh, the decks were very okay. cool. Yeah, there was, all right, let's expand was, this question. Was there what, any hidden decks? There was one was, card. There was one card. Okay, go ahead. The, I, played against, I, I, the, I played this one dude. He had this, like, in this commander. It's a white card, and it's uh, whenever uh, another creature enters the battlefield, it's plus one. What's your commander called? Baragon? Yeah, it's Baragon. That card is... Why would anyone play that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just wanted to mess with Richard. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I got a throw oh, Baragon for oh, you later. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> All right, let's... I have a cool deck. Let's uh, expand this question to just cool decks you saw. It doesn't yes, have to be a card. Yes. Tomer, what's a cool deck you saw? All right, so there's uh, German Gary Oak, uh, uh, George, uh, on George. Twitter. Um, he uh, has a cool deck that's uh, helmed by Kenrith. And every single card yeah. in a deck, when he plays it, he asks the question, like a, a leading a type of question, like wh- who would want to gain life, for example. And it could be something good. Like uh, one time he cast Benevolent Offering, which uh, target opponent and you gain life equals the number of creatures you control. And then you also give them cre- another opponent uh, makes four flyers or whatever. So it could be good, but it could also just be source of plowshares, which I thought was very, very cute. So it could be good, could be bad. Sometimes he would ask, uh, do you want to play a game i i quickly realized that that's always going to be something bad because like the third time he asked it it was always bad and then he captive audience somebody where it's like a big red arachnus enchantment that like you go you have to choose a mode every single time the first one is like you lose five life uh each opponent gets like five zombies and you have to like discard your hand and it's like absolutely brutal so you never want to play a game with him but he like and he basically he waits until an opponent says yes and then if they say yes, he does the thing on their thing. And if nobody says yes, then they'll choose the best option. But like, it was a very clever deck, and I thought it was very cool. I played against him as well with this deck, and the ultra gimmick was, for, for, with my game at least, so his commander was phased down, and he actually had five commanders that he shuffled, and oh. it was like five five colors commanders, and the thing, if it's this deck, I played against him, and it was like a choices deck. And um, he just, as soon as he gets Ruburg, he casts his five-color commander. Might be Kenrith, might yeah. be Garuga, Jarrod, or whatever the guy. It's a very funny deck. It's, yeah, that's a good one. What about, uh, what about in the back? Did you guys see any cool decks, Richard or Krim? I met Joshua G. Oh, yeah. If you don't remember, there was this one commander yeah. class you were submitted. Oh, and we my God, simultaneously. Yeah, the legend, you the man himself. The yeah, I met him too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we chose two of his decks for the Commander <laughs> Clash by accident. But uh, he and his wife, Richie, were there, and we jammed a game, and she was playing Derevi Owls. Mm-hmm. And I played against every him then. Oh. card in that deck had an owl on it, and she went deep. There were like, the forests. Had a little owl in it. Yep. There were like these random cards that, di- like, it, it was not like an owl type, but there was just like an owl in the art. I'm like, how did you even find these cards? But, you know, we traded notes. We, we compared decks and we're like, oh, this is a good bird. And, you know, but I was very excited <laughs> to see another bird player and uh, Derevi Owls at that. And the flavor was just so good. I didn't realize that was the Joshua G because Wait. I met against Josh, I played against Joshua and and his wife and and yeah i saw the owl deck it was very awesome but you make the connection he wanted a rematch for me because I, I had him on stream and i had him on a video uh where i killed him with a flash and phage and he was like i need to play against the deck and i just so happened to have selenia so we had the rematch and he did get his revenge so <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about you Graham? anything what was the coolest deck you saw um so as i said i i saw an all universes beyond secret layer deck and it was just fun to see this deck and how many of the cards synergized with each other. Like, it was always, it was a deck that was just full of a bunch of half measures. Like, there's Relentless Assault, but nothing to really, like, go infinite, right? It's just like, all right, cool. Well, I get an extra combat step. Uh, and it was just funny seeing, like, the football get, get used <laughs> yeah. and, and all these things. <laughs> so I think that was, like, the most, like, interesting deck just because it was so funny. I had a, a good time looking at that. But I also uh, had the the privilege of playing against a first sliver deck that didn't play any slivers. Was Ooh. it the Astro Slide deck? Yeah, it was the well, Astro Slide deck. Well, if I played against that too, it was, yeah, uh, yeah. It was, uh, it was rough. It was a uh, bit of a long game. It, it would all lean on the back of just like a bunch of Astro Slides, so Astral Drift and Astral Slide. Yep. 
Pluto. I got to uh, I got to play against a really cool life swapping deck. That was probably the the coolest deck I saw, which is just we've seen life swapping before, but uh, it's not something you see very often in the wild. It's one of those like janky themes like we do on Commander Clash sometimes. So to actually see someone like show up to a Magic Con into it was pretty cool, and it was just like trying to use greed and other effects to like get your life total owners like Evra's to exchange life totals, and then eventually use like a Magus of the Mirror or whatever to like switch your really low life total with your opponent's life total. So that was a that was a pretty sweet one. So who was a commander? Uh, who was a commander? It was oh god, Selenia? don't ask me. I played so many games Selenia? this weekend. Was it wasn't. It I wasn't Selenia. Okay, I would have. Right. I would have remembered if it was okay. Selenia. Wow. I don't think the commander actually got played, from what I remember. I think it was just like kind of honorary, and then you're doing stuff with the ninety nine. But what about speaking of a uh, cool things? What about plays? Did you? Are there any like memorable like specific plays that stick out? So many for me. I, I, I killed with Cauldra two times. Whoa. Not just once, Whoa. but twice. And I, the first one was a Cauldra with a World Slayer. So that was extra saucy. Um, Cauldra was my best I'm performing deck. guy. I, I mean, I, I, I finished the deck. Actually, no, then it's three times, actually, because um, I don't want to spawn. Ah, hmm. Anyway. But the coolest play against me was I had a Halar, which is like a burn commander, and I put a Dictate of the Twin Gods, which doubles all damage. And I went for a lethal attack on George, who was playing a different deck at that point, and he deflecting swatted me. And the deflecting swat didn't do just like the Halar damage, it doubled the Halar damage that I was going. So I got hit for like 48 damage from my own commander, and I was just dead, like overkill dead. It was hilarious. Deflecting Swat's a fun card. Sounds pretty sweet. Oh, no, not Deflecting Swat. Deflecting Pomp. That's the one. Oh, I was Deflecting Pomp. Deflecting Pomp. That's the one. Just redirect the damage. Deflecting Pomp as well. Yeah, that's a cool card. For me, the coolest play, I don't want to toot my own horn here, but the last play of the day. <laughs> your own play? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is my own play. I tooted my own horn there. You're all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so, Go off, Queen. So the, the <laughs> very last game, we played against uh, some pretty good decks, actually. They were kind of popping off. And then there was a crater hoof, and they killed everybody but me, uh, because I was kind of low-key with Mishra. And then I copied their, I played Machine God's Effigy, copied their Chatterfang, so I got some scrolls lying around and some warm coil engine tokens just barely hanging on. And then they attacked me with crater hoof, but not enough. Then I played Cursed Mirror, copied their crater hoof, copied the crater hoof to uh, trigger, and just killed them out of nowhere, <laughs> just low-key the entire game. And I, whew, uh, yeah, that was a pretty sick play. And it was the last play, so it's the most memorable. I'm sure there's been a lot of cool stuff. This one just was just in my head. Pretty sick one. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what about you, Richard? Uh, so one of the many three-hour games I played at Command Fest there... Or Magicon. There, there was a moment where there was a Coveted Jewel that was cloned twice on the stack. So there, we had triple Coveted Jewel. So you came in with uh, nine mana and nine cards, and it was getting passed around. Which oh meant in the three-hour mark, we had a grip full of cards. I had a Maria going. Uh, there was a board wipe at some point, so I put Baragon into my graveyard. Because I was going to Baragon back with a Maria. On my opponent's turn, they, they rise to the Dark Realms. Taking my whole graveyard. Oh no! Baragon and all humans. So like 15 humans from a graveyard came back with Baragon triggers, uh, pumping their like they had a couple of flyers and they just like one shot me with my Baragon with the Rise of the Dark Realms. Did they so, have haste? No, because he, he had a couple of flyers on board. Oh, so it pumped the one flyers. Was, I was oh. at like 70 or something because Jeez. of Soul Warden. But the Baragon triggers were too much and it pumped the flyers and I got destroyed by Baragon and my own humans. Because I got greedy and put Baragon into the graveyard with the Maria. <laughs> I, th I think uh, for me, I, surprise, I'm going to follow in Phil's footstep because also the, one of the most memorable plays was one of mine. Your old play. Uh, yeah. I, wow. what? I was playing a fairies, uh, my fairies deck and it's, there's a four drop. And it like whenever you cast a spell on the opponent's turn, exile the top card of that player's uh, library, and then you may pay the mana. However, I got paired against a uh, like a mill deck, uh, and then I all ended up losing to the mill deck. But the point is, uh, I got paired against a mill deck and a five color dragons deck, Ur Dragon deck, and yeah. I I cast a spell on the Ur like Ur Dragon player's turn, and the card that I flip off the top 
to exile was Nico Bolas Dragon God, the only Nico Bolas in the game. And for me, that was memorable. It's like, what are the odds that I still get to play Nico Bolas? On Bolas. brand. Very <laughs> on brand. I was so happy I got to play a Nico Bolas. <laughs> Richard, what bird massacre did he do? That, I'm not tuning my own horn. I, I, I gave you the bad beats of dying to my own Baragond. Okay. <laughs> I mean, oh. that's bad. So, there's there's some Sorry. there's a couple that there's a couple games that really stick out. One of them there was uh, a game that involved is it Volrath? Is that the like shapeshifter? The one that puts an A to one and one. Yeah, and it can turn into yep. that. Yep. There's a it was a kind of a wild game where some person was trying to combo off with Minecrank and Sir Conrad, which uh. is like this weird, not exactly deterministic combo because uh, if you take damage, Minecrank makes you mill a card and that triggers Conrad, but Conrad only cares about creatures. So if anyone mills a creature, then it repeats Keep the going. process. So it's like this not really full combo but sort of combo but they were playing that deck and got shut down but there was also a murktide bats that the volrath player ended up copying and ended up like almost reverse engineering uh the combos of the opponents and killing them with their combos with volrath which was really cool the other one that stuck out is we had a game where uh someone was playing group hug and had howling mind and right of flourishing and i was playing my flibble thip deck and someone else also had clones in their deck and we ended up with eight rights of flourishing on the battlefield so every turn you were drawing eight extra cards and could make eight extra land drops and it ended with someone played one of those random like a spell that gives a poison counter cards and then playing a hull break horror in a two drop pollen bright something druid that like etbs proliferates and they had so much mana they just bounced it with hull break horror and proliferated the entire table out of the game oh up to 10 God. poison all in one turn by surprise it was like it was it was a pretty epic game that was a good one that's sweet i mean i got a bad beat story as well i don't but I, if it's a cool play it's usually you if it's bad beats <laughs> it's cool play for other people so i got somebody stuck on one land pretty much the entire game they went uh soaring into sickness so they got it started a bit but then this got blown up and at some point they go a land dockside extortionist cast the commander Corvold with like 20 treasures kill pretty much everybody and uh, then oh actually they just killed one person the other one just passed the turn to me and uh, that is stacked graveyard so i go sir conrad into uh bajuka bog exile the graveyard would have been exactly lethal deflecting swats and uh, <laughs> no still Brutal. Stuck on one mana and then dockside into the win. Ugh. I got a good one featuring Krim. Krim is going to brag bad about the story. Well, the bad beat story. Krim, Krim is playing his partner. What, what is the partner? Trin and Silvar. Trin and Silvar. So I got to observe this one just in passing. He, came at the he, time. he was popping off, okay? He had a board of a bunch of humans, Xanther Necromancer. So when the humans die, they come back as zombies. He had another human to give his uh, things. Hexproof and indestructible. He had a cover of darkness. Yeah. <laughs> give everything fear. So he has like this huge board. Okay. So I untap. I Baragond. Okay. I call the Copper Coats, which makes a human for each human that for each creature that Krim has. And then I Horn of Gondor. So and then I Mother of Runes. I have one flyer and I have one creature. Right. He can only block with black creatures. So I Mother of Runes the, the creature. I'm sending a 50 burger at Krim to finish him. <laughs> and then our opponent decides to Mazavith one of the creatures because he had stolen Krim's soul ring and he didn't want Krim to die. <laughs> and then, of course, naturally, Krim untaps and like murders everyone. <laughs> and like that no, was that. You, I murdered okay, you. Okay, you murdered me, drained the table, and then one turn later, murdered yeah. the rest of the table. Because the black red Mishra drains everybody equal to the number yeah. of creatures attacking. And I had so many layers of defenses backed up Whoa. just because, of, like, between all the indestructible, the phasing out, all of that. That 50 burger was going straight to your For those that don't know, uh, Cover of Darkness, whenever you name the Type, that creature gets fear so that so that includes your opponent's creatures too so i named humans and richard baragon is a human so <laughs> that was a fun game though that, that, say, was, that, that was hilarious you should have died though that, 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 that yo, was a win for baragon <laughs> yo but uh, but also he saved you after so but that was you useless because i was at two life at you that know, point well, you shouldn't have <laughs> let me have a mishra <laughs> that's, that's, i i will say though there are no bad beat stories because all my losses i've been happy to lose i got milled i was so happy i got milled there like our my opponent exiled my library i thought that was sick i thought that was super sick yeah, I, I it got, was an honor. 
I got killed by a lich deck, which like they can lose went to zero mana. But also they married me with a uh, wedding ring, and I oh. played Manius Kaga, and I draw naturally draw like hella cards. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we uh, kind of met myself yeah. the best way <laughs> it gets, yeah. <laughs> we played against someone who, like, was like, oh, I mostly, like, play CDH, but that's okay. We can play casual this time. And they, like, turn four combo killed with Miramad Phantasm and Marcel? What's Is that the commander that steals abilities from things in the graveyard? Mm, yeah, the graveyard. Marcel, yeah. Yep. So, they, like, Miramad Phantasm, mill their entire deck. Got all the abilities from the graveyard, had haste because they milled an anger, and just like combo kill the table. And the other people who were playing with her playing like very casual decks, so they yeah. look very sad. And they're like, oh no, it's okay. Well, let's do another one. I'm gonna power it down this time. It's like, okay, like, let's power it down a little bit. So we jumped into another game with the same pod. And they went, turn one, mana crypt, grim monolith, play my commander. Like, Ugh. I guess that's like slightly less powerful than the infinite combo. But what did you think of the power level? Did you run into relatively balanced pods in your games or did you run into a lot of games where it's hard to get the balance exactly right when you have four people who don't know each other so i i've run into the problem that if you there's judges running around saying you want to play casual challenging or cdh or all so in the beginning i said like ah casual because i thought we were playing casual magic but then i asked the judges and they say ah casual are precons fun fact in casual, you get the, the people saying, oh, soaring, mana crypt, everything. But then when I switch to saying, hey, I want to play challenging. I don't want to feel bad about comp- like popping off. I don't care if you pop off. That's super sweet to see. Just don't steamroll the table. Estimate your deck. I think the people who say, yeah, I play a challenging deck, know their deck well enough to estimate how it is. And casual says, yeah, I play casual commander. <laughs> Meaning, like, I guess anything goes. So... Day one, I ran into the classic, oh, this deck is kind of casual and then tripped <laughs> and everything. And then once I switched to challenging, it became actually very balanced and interesting. Yeah. I, I think I managed to get lucky. All the pods were actually yeah. extremely well balanced for me. Um, I, and I, I didn't do any of the judge things. Like I didn't say casual competitive or anything. I just had people come up and ask to play. And I think very, very easily, it just, all the games were extremely fun and balanced and interactive. I loved it. Yeah, I only had one stomp where <laughs> someone was playing Blanca and they got a storm kill artisan or whatever out. Yeah. They played the Blanca and they just popped off and grape shot us in like one yeah. turn. And we're like, uh, okay. Uh, but aside from that, uh, all the other games were just like, oh, you know, I'm playing challenging, I'm playing spicy, I'm playing casual. Yeah. Like it usually didn't matter. I had two decks. Uh, I stopped playing birds after a while because I'm like, birds is too good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I started playing Baragon, but even like in, you know, the bird games I would have to work for, they're not like a stomp, right? It's like a very close game. <laughs> and all the games I lost, I felt like I probably could have won somewhere. Like everything was super close. Like nothing was a blowout. It felt pretty good. Like just showing up and being like, eh, I don't know, seven, challenging, eh, right? It was like usually fine. The, the table self-policed correctly, right? When someone was like, we had a turn four Ulamog. And, you know, we were able to fight that, and the yeah. game went for, like, three hours. They, they ended up winning, but that's because we kind of gifted them the win by accident. But, <laughs> you know, it, it kind of balanced out. Like, people were pretty good at, like, figuring out who the threat was and, like, working on it. Yeah, the people that come up to you, I think, know our power level yeah. and how we play. So, yeah, these games are usually very oh. balanced. But Someone came up, up to me, and, like, we started playing, and they're like, oh, I took Soul Ring out of my deck because I wanted to run into the Commander Clash crew. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> we put Soul Ring into our decks when we go to events. <laughs> oh, we. Awkward. Awkward. I'm like, Smothering time. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't run any of those decks uh, or cards, so like I, I was chill. But like I saw people turn one soul ring. People, some people were running Rhystic Study. I saw a lot of smothering tides actually, and they were all just pretty much okay. Like I never, I never had a power disparity at any of my games. Really, everything seemed really chill and balanced. Like some games ended up being a little bit lopsided, like in the end, but like. The cards themselves were all pretty much balanced each other. Nobody was going like super sweaty. I met someone who pulled off the Tomer Dream, which was they told me the story about how in their playgroup they had a problem with one person who would put Rhystic Study in all their decks. Yeah. So they made like a secret agreement with the rest of the pay group 
to all pay for the Ristic study yeah. until they stopped playing it. And they did it for enough weeks in a row that eventually the guy took them out of his decks because everyone just, like, for weeks on end, paid for every Ristic study. And he was like, oh, I guess this card isn't good anymore. But <laughs> so it's, it is possible to but actually make that happen. But it was the norm. It was literally the norm. <laughs> At all the games, I, I came across, I think, four Ristic studies. It wasn't that much in, in Grand Scheme. Four Ristic studies. And each time, all I said was, if you if you pay for it, I will pay for it. I said nothing else. I didn't like shame or anything. Some people, you know, said, "Oh, I can't pay for it," and they tapped out and they did something. I was like, "Whatever, you could have," but you know, whatever. But anyway, um, it was never an issue. Like the person would draw maybe one, two cards maximum, and that was it. And then everybody was really good on paying it. Smaller than time, like. You know, like, it's really hard to pay the two, you know? It really is. The difference between that and, and uh, Ristic is very different. But, like, Ristic Study, I don't think the person who played the Ristic Study ever walked away happy with it, <laughs> you know? And, like, that's just the norm. It was the norm at the, at the game. So, I mean, it was like, wow, if only Clash was like this. <laughs> not, it's banned. If only Clash was like this. I wonder <laughs> why it was banned. <laughs> Yeah, my 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 what is it? Esper Sentinel drew like no cards in our game. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, like this guy definitely has a, a smothering tithe in his deck. Yeah. And he played. Like, I I got stuck in between two smothering tithe players. Oh, I've, I've been uh, I've been up against Richard's smothering tithe before. It was just like insane value. One but, one one of <laughs> this was terrible. So we were all paying for Crim's Esper Sentinel, and then uh, one of our opponents had a smothering tithe. No one paid for it. Crim was popping off. He had like eighteen tokens. I played the Smothering Tithe, and that guy was just sacking tokens because yeah. he was flooded <laughs> and paid for all of my Smothering Tithes. I'm like, dude! The only that Esper was great. That was hilarious. The only Esper Sentinels I ever got was like, I was, we were behind, and there was an arch enemy, so they purposely didn't pay for it in hopes that I would draw into an answer, which was wild. And the other time was I like put like a sword, and it was like, would you like to pay the four? And they're like, no, <laughs> I want to still cast spells, which is like valid. <laughs> so, what did you guys think about the event in general? We've talked a lot about games and cards. Like, this is what our third, fourth time going to Vegas in a row. I gotta say, compared to last year, it was way like night and day way better. Last year, we actually made the best of like playing outside and it was really fun, but like there was space here and like it was so much better than last year. But what about just like the con in general? What did you think about? You know, the vendors and the cons and the uh, all the art and all that stuff. Like any any cool experiences with any of that? Okay. Yeah, this 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 felt like finally like yo, we have a magic con and it was super sick. Like the fact that now we are actually playing inside the con, which is pretty great. Uh, let's not overlook <laughs> and not, that. Not again. running away from yeah. like the sun, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, the sun is moving. Oh, we got moving. to the shade. The hall is open late, so the hours are super solid. So you know, for the night owls like me. I got to play, I played a lot of, like, One Piece. I played a lot of, like, Commander. I played all of that into the wee hours of the night. I think because it opened until, like, what, like, noon or, or like, midnight or something like that? I don't know. My yeah. noon. Uh, we I, were like, asleep at, like, 11, by yeah, the way. They, the they rest of the crew. They all went to bed. I kept yeah. playing into the, the hours <laughs> and all of that. And, like, it's slowly, like, you're, you're seeing all these setups. You see, you see like, the... The booth setups for like sponsors, like big and like also for like big companies, like you know, but whatever sleeve stores, deck boxes, keycaps. Uh, like you got to see clackies, and you got to see all the booths and huge dragon displays. Right, this is like the con experience that I wanted Magic to become, not just the boring like you know, why am I paying like going all the way super far to play on a fold out table in a very like center of a room kind of thing. So this is where I wanted Magic cons to go. Yeah, I gotta say, I it's, I don't care much about vendors or anything else, but the commander. Honestly, uh, that was words. Also, we yeah, should probably yeah, mention words. But also, that was sick, by the way. Sure, I played hundred percent commander. It it went so far that I tried to go to the other side. It was a huge venue, but I tried to go just just to see everything. But like. Halfway through, I thought, like, this is getting too much. And I turned around, went back to the free play area, so I didn't even see everything. It was so big. Uh, cool, if you like it. I really enjoyed just playing Commander 100% of the time. It's just, ah, oh, it's so good. Very good organized. I spent 10 minutes outside of the command zone. <laughs> I, unlike you guys, I, I don't know. We... No, you spent 10 minutes finding shiny okay, lands I, in a ball. I, I spent, I, I, I did a run. I did a run of getting like upgraded lands, but 
I didn't really go to any panels, didn't go to any of the talks, didn't really look at the displays. We lined up to get a picture with the TARDIS to get the promo. Yeah. But other than that, Wait, we you were got a just... promo? Yeah. 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 Promo what? Promo TARDIS. TARDIS. TARDIS from you got Doctor a Who? promo TARDIS card? Yes. Yeah. Wow, dude, oh. told me. I think you were out at lunch or something. Yeah. No. I think you might have missed it. Yeah. Please stuff. <laughs> the command zone was large. There was never an issue finding a table. Yep. Right. We we had no problems finding tables. Uh, we played there all day, every day. And like Krim said, they opened the hall late, so it was actually perfect. Right. And you didn't have to pay extra to go in the command yeah. zone. It was yeah. Included. Yeah. Uh, there was IHOP that gave free coffee there. Really there were lots of fountains and stuff. Right? Yeah, <laughs> but like water. people were coming to like people dropped actual yeah. bottle of water at our table be like stay hydrated from sponsored by IHOP and I was like oh yeah it's when sick. did you guys find out about the free coffee because I spent a Day lot of money one. oh my god why didn't you tell me I, <laughs> because didn't uh, ask. it was right at the creator booth uh, yeah, 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 I, I, yeah as mentioned I was just, was just in the command zone so at some point today actually I noticed that I can get coffee under five bucks actually free coffee entire yeah. time and there's no issue finding games. So we obviously were able to find games easily, but they had people scouring the floors, setting up pods like the entire time. Like you literally had no issue finding a game. Yeah, you yeah. go to the yeah, staff yeah, that, and yeah. they would say like, yeah. we're, we're missing two people. Can you find two people? And they'd have like a big sign and they'd walk down the aisles. They'd be like, looking for two more, casual. It's yeah, like, they, they'd walk amazing. around like, oh, you're looking for a game? Looking for a game? Yeah, <laughs> right? and yeah. So it was that actually was really good. That was a huge upgrade too. Because yeah. in the past I've been to events like a couple of years ago before they started doing that where you could definitely tell people like, Wanted to get in the game, but yeah. maybe weren't confident enough to like go up and talk to strangers, yeah. or it's so that's awkward if you don't know the people. So it was a huge upgrade to just have the staff members like roaming the floor, setting up games because it seemed like everyone was like being able to play as much as they wanted to. You didn't see anyone sitting off in the corner, like you know, trying to trying to find someone to play with and not having success. So that was a huge upgrade. Yeah. Did you go upstairs at all? One yeah. one big complaint I heard from several people, and this one, Cram, I'm curious what you thought of it. Smoky, way too smoky. I had several people be like, "Upstairs, yeah," because I guess they had like Worlds was doing smoke oh, yeah, machines. They do. yeah, yeah. Wilds of Eldorain display was doing smoke machines. Game nights was doing. Oh, I guess it's on theme for Vegas, the last bastion of smoke in in the United yeah. States. But like, seriously, there's like, no windows. Obviously, yeah, to it's like it's a convention it's center. Wait, yeah. you couldn't smoke there, right? Just no, it's like smoke yeah. machines. Yeah, no, smoke machines spreading smoke everywhere. Did you? Did any of you venture up to the upstairs area though, where they had like worlds and like the displays? They had an absurd was, amount of they artists. Had game nights live too. Yeah. yeah, they had Panels. so many huge artists up there. Like this was one of the biggest artist rows I've ever seen. Game nights live was absurd. I didn't actually get to stay and watch it, but I walked through when they were doing it, and it was like overflowing, and everyone was cheering and going wild. Like I was, yeah, kind of blown away just how into the live show people were for game nights. Artist Alley was like it actually felt like an artist alley, not like one of those like. Yeah. Really depressing artist alleys before. It was, uh, it, it was it was beautifully set up. Uh, I thought the upstairs area was really cool. I I am curious how it felt for some of the vendors because it, it was kind of split. Um, some vendors really hated it because some people didn't even know there was an upstairs area. Yeah, yeah, um, it's not like really and, large. Yeah, like I, I was up there for a good chunk of like uh like I guess day one because I was at the uh, the the game nights booth. And then right there, though, like up there, like you got to see some really cool stuff. I thought like up there was like, most importantly, I want to talk about Heritage Auctions. That that's that booth was the coolest booth ever because I got to see a slabbed X-Men number one. What? A slabbed X-Men number one. What's an X-Men? Yeah. Oh, uh, it, it's just the name. There's many. It's there's like, it's think, think, think King of oh, the Hill. Like, oh, think King of the Hill. Oh, I was just like one X-Men. X-Men. Yeah, just X-Men, no, King I, of the Hill. I know what One Piece is now. I, I <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's worth more than the one of one serialized ring. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Like this, Whoa. this is a, I'm talking like, it was like a seven, six or something like that. And it was absolutely gorgeous. The front cover of this X-Men comic was still white. So like it, it didn't yellow away and all of that. So to and they had a full sealed wrapped box of first edition Pokemon cards from the very first base set. So I just thought the things that I saw there was really cool. I loved it. And again, right, it just really feels like a con. And then you had like the preview panels of like Ixalan and all this other stuff going on in the background. Like this really was a celebration of magic that I really enjoyed. So I, I, I love this. And then that's where I went to go to the dance party, I guess, or then the... What, what, oh, how... how? Yeah, it was the party. So, oh, okay, oh, so, no, last, party. so last night, Saturday night, we're like... Oh, yeah. We gotta go out. 
We're going out for this dinner after the event. Krim's going to the pajama party. He comes down in... Uh, Gengar. Gengar. Gengar, very by the way. Let's clarify that. Barney, we're, yes. we're, we're walking through this hotel and, and, yeah, this hotel and past this family with a little girl. I was like, look, Mom, it's Barney. <laughs> yeah. And Krim, he's like, I'm used to it. No, I, I just I just ignore it. It's fine. How was the pajama party as Barney, Krim? How, how was it? As a Gengar. Uh, yeah, like the amount of people that are like, is that Barney? is unreal. The party was funny. It was, it's one of those things where, again, how many times do you think in your lifetime you're going to see Elijah Wood DJ, right? Well, apparently twice, twice now for now, you, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the idea that I got to see Elijah Wood DJ. Uh, and, you know, I'll tell you what. Magic magic players, y'all know how to dance. Y'all know how to dance. I don't. I stand off to a corner. <laughs> uh, like, like, But, like, legitimately, magic players know how to dance. I watch people get down on the floor, and I was like, whoa. Did they all wear pajamas? Yeah, there was there was some people that like there's good people. Where did everybody good get these? Because they were like there weren't like I was thinking like my my regular pajamas, which is like an old t-shirt and like yeah. some baggy <laughs> pants. <laughs> but everybody's in like these full like suits and stuff. Yeah, they've it's got like, silk robes. Like I saw all I, I found other Gengars while I was there. Barney's pajamas. My my illusion. You gotta ham it up. You can't just roll up in boxers. Yeah, boxers. What's up? I'm going to bed. Like, <laughs> but yeah, like the, the party upstairs was fun. Little, and the mix it, was better this time because I I went to the Barcelona one and I remember the music was good and then Elijah Wood went on stage. Yeah, and it was the it music was, that he and then it became was, good after he left. Yeah, it was less than desired, but this time it was a lot better. All I right. will say though that Barcelona was popping harder though, like because like difference is that you know. I think you had to pay like $60, $70 to get into this one. Or yeah, that's because we didn't go. That's yeah, why yeah, we, by like, the way. <laughs> if you can go for free, obviously it's going to be popping, right? Yeah. Like, Or if you're invited, but yeah. Oh, there. Also, Watsi, give the Black Lotus people invites to the party. Whoa. That's one complaint I heard from several what? Black Lotus people. It's like, wow. I bought the Black Lotus ticket, and then they want me to pay another 60 bucks to go to this party, what? so I'm not going. Like, So that could be something worth considering. And if you buy like, the Black Lotus Pass, maybe you just get the party ticket, too, next time. I remember so Black Lotus Pass like, creators, yeah. those people, I think, because like last time at Barcelona, the party was like packed to the brim, right? But this time, because like, you know, Black Lotus passes, creators had to pay all this other stuff and $60 on top of your ticket anyways already kind of just was a natural deterrent. Right? And I remember they were talking about how last time they were Black Lotus, like people who paid a lot of money were disappointed about what they got. So I would have thought this would be like the easiest way to give a little bit more value to there's, there's a bit of the I don't know how they cracked the oh, Black Lotus thing because I think there's a bit of the old command zone problem where the other things Black Lotus people told me is like I really wish my friends could be with me like yeah. I get the Black Lotus pass and then I go to like the Black Lotus lounge and it's cool and there's like drinks and stuff but I'm just like by myself and all the people I want to see are not in here so I'm like why did I buy the Black Lotus Pass? Because I got to go out there to see everyone anyway. So I, I think that's one part that could be tweaked in the future is maybe like, I know they're iterating on it still, but maybe there's some way to improve the Black Lotus experience more, even though I know it's, it, I think it's better than it was a few cons ago, but maybe not all the way there yet. And give us a badge, Watsi. <laughs> what, what was up with that? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, any anything else about Vegas and the con? Any anything at all that uh, you want to get on the podcast? If you see us, don't be scared to ask for a photo or signature. Yeah. Yeah, and so many people get like, oh, I didn't want to bother yeah. you. I, I you were playing a game. I'm like, I'm here for you because of you. Please just talk to us. We are very friendly. That's a good That's question. What I'm here for. Are you personally cool with people interrupting your game? Because I've heard oh, some yeah. content people be like, oh, I want to meet people, but if I'm in a game, please don't talk to me. I've always kind of been like, eh, like, yeah, I mean, don't, if I'm in the middle of like comboing off or something, sure. maybe wait a yeah. second, but like, come, come up and tap me on the shoulder. Like, I can easily take a second to take a picture, sign your thing. You don't have to stand. I feel bad when someone stands there for an hour and a yeah. half, like looking. Like, you know, forlorn, like, come on, please, like, end this game. And I'm like, no, just, like, I'll sign your thing. You don't get to stand yeah. there and look like that. <laughs> I, I always I always said, like, as long as I'm, it's not my turn, like, if they come up to me and I'm in the turn, I'm just like, yeah, one second, just let me finish my turn. And yep. I finish it as quickly as possible. I tap out, and I'm just like, all right, yeah, done. I'll sign your thing. I'll take you your know? picture. Oh, yeah, that's of course. why y'all have so many... I never take my turn. I just pass. <laughs> See, let me take draw my turn. turn. I have oh, 18 attractions. Always, uh, let me roll. But then you, can, you might miss a counter spell. No, no, no. It's fine. It that's that's just, the thing. <laughs> like, it's easier when you don't cast on your turn. They get to talk to everybody. I feel like most people are good with it, but I, yeah. you, I would always see like, 
there would be like a couple and they'd be talking and like the girl would be like, yeah, you could just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, and I look at them like, yeah, like obviously you can know if there's, if they're looking at you. So I make sure I yeah. make eye contact and see if they're interested in like getting a signature or anything like that. And it's, yeah, oh, they're, they're, it's kind of cute. Like something more a little bit shy. It's if fun. you wait for us to be free, you will never. Yeah. Nah, yeah. nah. See, because yeah. we're yeah. kind of just jamming games and games yeah. are long and then we're not Otherwise, we're we're in the bathroom or whatever. Yeah, just don't dump, jump us in the bathroom. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the only rule. If we're yeah. inside, you wait until we're outside. That's it. But as long, like, even if it's our turn, you can come ask, right? Yeah. And then no, I'll be like, yeah, yeah just give me yeah. a second. Yeah. yeah. But if it's not my turn, then, yeah, we can definitely sign and take pictures and things like that. Uh, also, people are shy about asking for games. Yeah. Uh, that Don't be. Just ask, right? What's the worst? Like, you'd be like, oh, maybe I'm in a game. I'll, I'll catch you after. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. maybe I'm not doing anything. Let's let's play, right? So, like, don't don't be afraid to ask. Uh, at least we're chill. I don't know yeah. other creators, but we're we're all we're literally there just to play games with everyone for twenty four seven. Me, people. That's it. Yeah. This would be a lot more useful if we talked about this before the con. Yeah. So yeah. now, for next remember year. this for knowledge year, yes. and apply it one <laughs> year from now. <laughs> or the next Magic Con, you see. Us. Or the next Magic Con. I, if anything, I come away from it feeling bad that I can't get in more games with yeah. people. Yeah. 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 Jamming game after game after game, and still, when I was like leaving the event. There's still people like, oh, I never got to get in that game yeah. with you. And I'm like, oh, I, I know. It's just so tough because commander games are so long. Yeah. Yeah. So someone comes up and is like, oh, can I get the next game? And you're like, turn three of the game you just started. I'm like, oh, hopefully, sure. But that's like an hour and a half from now. And then by the time you're done, how do you find them? Or like, maybe they're in a game. So yeah. uh, if, it, if it doesn't work out, I apologize. I always end up feeling bad that I couldn't get in even more games with people. I will also say a meta difference from my typical games versus the uh, convention games is after playing like Control or like slow Durly decks like twice at the convention, I just left them at my hotel and I literally played like just three aggro decks for the rest of my experience because I noticed that like there's so many people who want to get games in and there's so little time and if other people are bringing control decks, it can be like three hour games. So I literally played my Galta deck, my Cauldra deck, and like my Halar burn deck depending on the power level of the pod and that was it because all of them are basically like you can mostly tap out it's very easy and it just wants to beat down that's it we just want to smash we don't want a long game hi i'm tomer nice to meet you gothel double strike see ya okay who's next no no the games are still like over an hour each usually i mean like but you could just play control decks and then the fans get to really Get the hit yeah, but names, like, I, you know? there were so many people who were coming up and like, hey, can we get the next game and everything? It's like, yes, I want to get the next game, but I'm here with a controlled mirror matchup, and <laughs> I don't know when we're going to be done. Wait, Tom, are you ever control deck? I have multiple control decks. Oh, I didn't know that. I have Toshiro. You know Toshiro. You love Toshiro. Oh, that, like, right. Remember Talk Toshiro? Not, 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 like, not, like, not like stack. Okay. So. Oh, stacks. I don't no, know. No, no, stack Drago control, like, control. Like Drago. Oh, well, yeah, Toshiro's Drago's control. Okay. <laughs> so I have, I have one last one last question to broaden it out a little more. How did this con leave you feeling about the current state of Commander as a format? We just spent a whole weekend... Out in the world with the community, seeing people's decks, jamming tons of games. We're kind of outside of our little like Commander Clash bubble where we're like every week we're playing in our own kind of like maybe slightly inbred meta for content. This is a very different experience. Like, did it change your opinion about anything that we've been like talking about or your feelings about the format or any of that stuff? Yeah, so we played one round here in a hotel room, which uh, kind of broke Richard. <laughs> so no, I was we had, not there. We had a way. game that just went on for way too long. It got so complicated that we rounded up triggers like, oh, it's 30 yeah, creatures. I'm not going to resolve this. At the con itself, it was fine. It was yeah. super fun. I I play pretty complicated deck and I'm sorry if I comboed on you for like 10 minutes. That's kind of what I do. I like that. But it, I was it was actually very good. I didn't get stacks. I not too many counters, not too many board wipes. This might be wrong, but it's fun. <laughs> so, yeah, I I actually really enjoyed the meta. I think I I, I definitely walked away thinking 
Card draw is a little bit too strong these days. I, I, yeah, I, I, I definitely I want it. more ways to punish card draw. Like, actually, Orcish Boatmasters, totally fine. No. But, like, I want more more variants of that that maybe don't slow down the game. Like, just, like, whenever you draw your set, like, whenever people are drawing cards, they take extra damage or you drain them or something like that. I feel like there's a design space for that. Because, like, every single game, we were all drawing, like, every single turn was, like, draw five, draw five. Ideas. And it does slow things down because you have so many options. And then you're, like, thinking about what's the best option for whatever situation. Situation. Um, and it does does slow it down. I wish there were a little bit more ways of, of answering out of control card draw, which just it feels like everybody has now. That and tutoring. There's yeah. still a lot of tutoring. Yeah, that's a lot. There's a lot it's of tutoring there. still. It was more yeah. just like Beaver was like draw five, draw five, draw five. Hold on, let me see. Oh, move down to discard, and I have 15 cards in hand. And it's like okay, right. well, see, that's why you just if we get more draw punishes, and I I, I, I want it, I want yeah, it, I want it as well. Bring ideas. on the bowmasters. It's more it's tutor punishes. Both tutor them. punishes. Tutor punishes are fine. I don't know about I don't know about the tutor thing. I think that's fine. And just to be clear, if Fatsy is listening to this, we're not. I'm not talking about whole, whole breachers and notion thieves and no, narzans. No, no, no. You tried to make card draw hate and you absolutely made the worst cards that were yeah, in yeah, existence that are actually don't. combo pieces and not card draw hate and they're miserable. Like, so to do what Tomer said and like do fevered visions burn, or something. Yeah, yeah something that like hurts you if you draw too many cards or something. Not like, oh, I'm going to combo off and no one has a hand. very happy when Shouldred hits the board. Yeah. Right? I'm happy. <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, now I'm going to start adding Shouldred. That's a good you idea. Should. That's a good card. That's a good idea. I'm going to put it into Shira, actually. Yeah. That's a good, good call, actually. I That's actually what I wanted. I actually walked away thinking that we are very correct about the meta and Fog is the future. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. People, people walk up to like, Richard, I know what you're doing. You're not going to get away with it. An hour and a half later, they're like, how did Richard get away with it? And See, like, it's not that easy. It, it's not, not as easy as you think it is. And there were, there were some fog blowouts happening at tables. And I don't know. I, I think our meta is actually... Like, I don't know. Did you guys like feel like you got crushed in the meta? You know what? Oh, no. I came... I think I played a sing- against a single combo win the entire time. Out of like 15 plus games, I, I think combo is just not... Not an option, so maybe... You sure it wasn't because you were comboing? Yeah, I was comboing <laughs> quite a bit. No, that's because you aggroed them all up before they assembled anything. not a combo. Yeah, I usually aggro them out. I mean, yeah. I ran into some combos. I was able yeah? to stop them, though. So. Okay, maybe maybe it was just me, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe people don't like combos that much, or that was a small sample size. I saw a few. I saw, I saw a few, yeah, combo a few decks, but it wasn't, like, said, yeah. super popular. It was mostly people trying to win with combat, for the yeah. most part. Or burn. People I mean, like to burn and drain. Mm, yeah, I guess that's true. Blood artist. Trolling you entire day. I burnt out because I had a Platinum Imperium. It's not a problem. <laughs> I hate my Bernard deck. It's oh. sick. All right, we're getting near the very end, very end of the podcast. So, everyone, one chance for a closing uh, closing thought. Let's start with the. Uh, let's start with Richard. Richard, what's your what's your final take on Magic on Vegas or whatever? There are a lot of bling decks. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, actually shocked at those. People are rich. Yeah. I, maybe it's because MagicCon. Because, like, if you're going to fly to Vegas, if you're going to hold yeah. up in a hotel, yeah. you're going to eat hotel food and convention food the whole weekend, what's a couple thousand dollars between friends, right? Maybe, yeah. maybe. That was not like my LGS. There was, yep. like, everything. You needed shades. Oh, yeah, so baby, I, yeah. I think even though we're casual at MagicCon, it's very much not like the casual, casual crowd, right? It's the, I'm very enfranchised and I'm trying to play casual crowd. Although, actually, I don't even buy that. There are a lot of, like, first-time players or new players say, there. Many people are like, there my first MagicCon, yeah. yeah. There were, like... Thanks, Tomer. There were like little kids. <laughs> there were people that just brought a pre-con. There were people that brought a pre-con with a few upgrades. So actually, I don't know. So I think it's the enfranchised friends brought along other friends. And they all jammed. And I thought that was pretty cool. And that's kind of what magic's about. Krim, final thought. Uh, I'm really happy that I load my deck up with interactions because I, I see y'all out there doing some nonsense. So I was happy to stop <laughs> oh, that. But on top of that, like, yeah, I think the other thing that Richard mentioned was that how many new people I saw. I think that was really cool. Tomer, what do you got? Um, so if you go to this specific convention, if they post it in the same place, highly recommend Seagull's Bagel Mania. I've literally, it's it my fourth time going there. It's like a 10 minute walk away from the convention. Really good brunch food, breakfast food. And I recommend the Briss sandwich with uh, egg bagel. It was good. 
Uh, very cold though. The AC is kind of cranked up. No, it was fine. No, no it's th- oh god, mm. so good. Well, final thoughts. Uh, Magic is the most fun game ever. No contest. That's just my takeaway. <laughs> I would say like if you get a chance and you can you know afford it and its logo, check out a Magic Con because it's actually like a super fun weekend. One thing I heard from a lot of people was just like how much they enjoyed the community that was there like how everyone was so like welcoming wanted to play with them was nice to them so if you're one of those people who's never been to a magic con i think it's something that's worth checking out and you're probably gonna have a really good time because uh the community is like super good about it so uh yeah if you get a chance to check out a magic con check it out but anyway i think that brings us to the end of episode 452 of the mtg goldfish podcast wait p.s p.s Bring your own vegetables. Nobody, no places, no restaurants here have vegetables. And if you, if you, like, I swear, I think Nevada has a statewide soft lock or like soft ban on vegetables. There's nothing green. Yeah, like, Nevada. like it's if, if, if it's it's fried. It's always fried. I love fried food, but I just want a vegetable. Just like any, just show me that it exists. The sugar coated Brussels sprouts weren't oh, good God. enough for you. Please, they look just, good. just they look show good. me <laughs> a, a simple like head of lettuce or something like that, and just that that it's real, that it exists here. Okay, that's all I gotta know. It is a desert, so yeah, maybe it's yeah, hard yeah, to, yeah. to find it. But you know, there's not exactly fish yet. We have sushi. So <laughs> anyway, bring your vegetables. <laughs> That brings us to the end of today's cast. Thanks to everyone for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we'll be back next week with a more normal cast. We'll be back home talking about probably some spoilers that came out and whatever else goes on in the world of magic. So until then, have an amazing week, everyone. And this is a crew signing out. 